It's Thursday, June 13th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, the latest investigation into the investigation over Russian interference in the 2016 election is well underway. We'll connect the dots on what the Justice Department is looking into and why some new comments from President Trump are raising eyebrows. Then, Congress is worried about deep fakes, manipulated videos that look a bit too real for comfort. And finally, it's Father's Day this weekend. Some dads are saying dad shaming is a thing. We're here to make your Thursday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about President Trump and Russia. The prequel. We've talked a lot about the Russia investigation and the results. U.S. intelligence agencies and special counsel Robert Mueller largely agree. Russia interfered in the 2016 election to try to help President Trump win it. But Mueller said there was insufficient evidence to prove there was any criminal conspiracy between Russia and the Trump campaign. Quick refresher. Mueller looked into people who worked for the Trump campaign who had connections to Russia and Ukraine. He looked into email hacks of the Democratic National Committee, which some people close to the Trump campaign seemed to know about. And he looked into a meeting that Donald Trump Jr. and some other aides had with a Russian lawyer at Trump Tower. Trump Jr. believed the lawyer had info on Donald Trump's Democratic opponent, Hillary Clinton. There were investigations into some of these things during the 2016 campaign. Today, all that prequel to the Mueller report is in the news again. The Justice Department has launched a probe into how that investigation got started, and if it was for political reasons against then-candidate Donald Trump. It's something Republicans like Congressman Louie Gohmert have been pushing for. At a House Judiciary Committee hearing on Monday, he compared it to Watergate. In Russiagate, members of the federal government used the intel, DOJ, and FBI communities to attempt to defeat a presidential candidate, then when that failed, to have him removed from office. And then yesterday, President Trump was asked in an ABC interview whether his campaign, this time around, would take information from another country offering intelligence on an opponent. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. Do you want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. And that's creating waves today. We're going to get into why Republicans are pushing for investigations into the investigation and how President Trump's comments last night are making people say, hmm. So let's go back to the summer of 2016. That's when the FBI launched a counterintelligence probe into Russia and whether the Trump campaign was working with them. That was before the election. So during the Obama administration. And Republicans are saying the way that counterintelligence investigation got started in the first place is sketchy. They're pointing out that one of the documents that was used to get a warrant, the Steele dossier, was funded first by a conservative news outlet and then by Democrats. So the Justice Department has been looking at the start of the Russia probe. The Justice Department Inspector General is looking into whether FBI agents had any bias against Trump when they launched the investigation. A prosecutor in Utah is looking into whether the FBI improperly got a warrant to spy on an advisor to the Trump campaign as part of that investigation. And right before the Mueller report came out, Trump's new attorney general, Bill Barr, said he's on it, too. Well, uh, you know, for the same well, for the same reason, we're worried about foreign uh, influence in elections. We want to make sure that uh, during an election, I, I think spying on a political campaign is a big deal. It's a big deal. 
At the end of May, President Trump instructed the CIA, the National Security Agency, and others to work with Barr on this. And he gave Barr the power to declassify any info he finds in the course of that probe. So there are now three different investigations into the origin story of the Russia investigation. One led by the inspector general, one led by that random Utah prosecutor, and now this one, led by Bill Barr. But while all these investigations are going on, questioning whether U.S. intelligence agencies went too far in investigating Trump, remember how we said the president himself was on TV yesterday? Speaking to ABC, he said that if a foreign country gave his campaign dirt on a political opponent that would help him out, they would take it. Which, like we said, was one of the things that got the whole Russia investigation rolling in the first place. Trump said he might pass it on to the FBI. Today, Democrats were up in arms about that. Here's how Speaker Nancy Pelosi. What the president said last night shows clearly, once again, over and over again, that he does not know the difference between right and wrong. And that's probably the nicest thing I can say about him. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy defended Trump. I've watched this president. I've listened to this president. He does not want foreign governments interfering in our election, and he's been very strong about that. And then he flipped the script and pushed back against Pelosi, bringing up the Steele dossier and the Russia probe. What did she ever answer when it came to her own party spending millions of dollars for a former foreign intelligence officer that we're now trying to interview travel the world trying to drum something up, and when they could not find it, they made it up. And then they utilized our own FBI to go after Americans. So what's the skim? Members of both parties want to nip foreign election influence in the bud, going into 2020. House Democrats are pushing a bill requiring candidates to report foreign interference to the FBI. McCarthy says he'll support it. And Republicans aren't the only ones curious about the origin story of the original counterintelligence probe, the one from summer 2016. In fact, Democrats want to know if that probe is still going on. The chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, says he asked the FBI director about this, but hasn't heard anything back. So he may soon subpoena him to get some answers. There's a new kind of interference method Congress is also worried about. On the Internet. That story's next. I'm Carly Zakin. I'm Danielle Weisberg. We are on a 10-city tour right now, meeting lots of skimmers and talking to amazing moderators about how to skim your life. That's right. Our book is finally out, and we cannot wait for you to read it. It covers all the most important parts of being an adult, like negotiating your salary, saving for retirement, and the most important thing— reading a wine list. It's the perfect gift for a recent grad or anyone who could use a crash course in adulting. So what are you waiting for? Go get your copy at theskim.com slash book. That's theskim.com slash book. You may have seen a video of Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg over the last couple of days sitting at a table and saying this. Imagine this for a second. One man with total control of billions of people's stolen data You may be thinking, that doesn't really sound like Zuckerberg's voice. And you'd be right. He never said that. But in the video, his mouth and mannerisms seem really real. It's an example of a deep fake. 
They're typically videos that have been manipulated by artificial intelligence to seem strikingly real. Today, the House Intelligence Committee held the first congressional hearing about deep fakes. They heard from AI experts, and what they said was alarming. AI researchers have said they're not really prepared to detect faked videos. There are some giveaways. The shape of light and shadows, the angles and blurring of facial features, the softness and weight of clothing and hair. But a good video editor might be able to smooth most of those out. And social media sites often compress videos to make them easier to share, which reduces the quality and hides some of those giveaways. The deep fake of Zuckerberg was kind of a poignant joke, targeting Facebook, because of another video that went around recently. Last month, a video of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was slowed down to make her seem drunk. We want to give this president the opportunity. It wasn't a deep fake, but it was posted on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Millions of people ended up watching the fake video. YouTube eventually removed it, but Facebook left it up and just included links to fact-checking sites alongside the video. Politicians are ringing the alarm bells. Russia used social media to spread misinformation during the 2016 campaign. And that could have impacted the election results. During today's hearing, committee chair Adam Schiff said they have to address the problem ASAP. Not in 2021, after viral deepfakes have polluted the 2020 elections. By then, it will be too late. So what's being done? Universities and independent research facilities are investing in research to figure out how to combat manipulated media. But they want to work quickly. A recent Pew study found that two-thirds of Americans say that deepfakes make it harder for them to understand the basic facts of current events. And confusion isn't great for democracy. There are a bunch of mommy blogs taking on mom shaming, but dad shaming is apparently also a thing. A new poll on children's health was just released. 90% of dads surveyed said they think most dads are doing a good job, but about half of them say they've been criticized about their parenting. Everything from how they discipline their kids to the kinds of food they give them. And that can have a negative impact. About one in four dads say that criticism has undermined their parental confidence. And some said it even kept them from being more engaged as parents. We hope you know that Father's Day is this Sunday. And tomorrow, we want to share your shout-outs to the fathers in your life. To celebrate dads, not shame them. Give us a call and leave us a voicemail about what makes them so awesome. The number is 646-461-6370. But don't worry about writing it down. We'll have it in our show notes. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the National Hockey League. Last night, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup, beating the Boston Bruins 4-1 in Game 7. It was the Blues' first-ever Stanley Cup championship. Now, the Stanley Cup is going speed dating. Every player on the team gets to spend at least 24 hours with the Stanley Cup. It's called their day with the cup. But it's kind of like a group date. There's a designated keeper of the cup who goes wherever the cup goes. His name is Phil, and he's been doing it for 31 years. 
By now, he and the cup are pretty well-traveled. They've been backpacking in the Rocky Mountains and have visited villages in the Arctic Circle. They even went to Afghanistan to spend a day with the troops. The cup has traveled to about 25 countries. So the Stanley Cup is kind of like that flat Stanley project you did in school. You can follow it on Twitter with the handle at Stanley Cup. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also sign up for the Daily Skim newsletter at theskim.com. Don't forget to call in with your Father's Day shoutouts by leaving us a voicemail at 646-461-6370.